Welcome to BSD Talk number 137. It's Friday, January 4, 2008. Happy New Year, everyone. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about one of the little adventures in BSD that I've been having. Uh, here at the school, I found in the closet some Cobalt Rack 2 devices. These were old web servers designed for uh, virtual hosting. They used to run Linux, but uh, I believe Sun Microsystems purchased Cobalt and then discontinued the products, and so they haven't been uh, receiving any security updates. The later versions of the devices were running Intel chipsets, but these ones here, the, the version 2s, are actually running MIPS. And so a lot of the, the projects that kept the Cobalt platform going in its open source form don't run on the MIPS platform. I did see that Debian Linux still runs on them, but I wanted to give the NetBSD uh, Cobalt port a try, which I did. It was actually really, really easy. Uh, there's a what they call Restore CD available that you can download, and it's just a CD that you pop into a regular PC, and you connect this little rack mount Cobalt device to it with a crossover cable, and when the PC boots off the CD, that PC becomes a NetBoot server, and when you fire on the Cobalt and hold down the magic buttons in order to make it netboot, it just loads the operating system super fast, and next thing you know, you have a, well, a very insecure NetBSD install, because it is set up to allow Telnet and our login without password, just so you can at least get in and do your work. But once you lock it down, don't do what I did, which is uh, lock everything out except for a secure shell and forget that you don't allow root login by default, but that's easily fixed by hooking up something to the console. But uh, yeah, so I've got these nice little 250 megahertz one rack mount unit devices. Uh, they're blue, they're pretty, they have a little LCD panel on the front that lets me know what's going on. You know, not terribly fast. For some testing, I wanted to turn one of them into a squid proxy server. I know, not, not a great device for it, but um, I'm testing some features of the squid proxy server, not the performance of it. So this would be a nice little device that I could have on the corner of my desk for testing. Uh, it was it was all right, but it was a little disheartening when I went to compile squid from package source and found out that Perl was a dependency. So needless to say, it took a couple hours for it to download and to compile Perl before it could finally start compiling squid. But once it was up and running, it works great. So nice little device for NetBSD. Um, my, it's really my first NetBSD 4.0 install. I want to do NetBSD 4.0 on my IBM RS6000 server too, because I've got NetBSD on that right now. But um, yeah, so that's some adventures in BSD land here where I am. Hopefully I'll have some time to do more playing with BSD. Unfortunately, my current job has been keeping me quite busy, as you can tell from the lack of podcasts. But I did have time for an interview, so here it is. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Martin Fain. Welcome to the show. Hello. So could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Well, I'm uh, Martin Fain. That's my name. I'm uh, busy with uh, all kinds of open source since uh, about 10 years. For the last five years, mainly with uh, FreeBSD and some Linux kinds. From the last 
two years I'm uh, having even uh, employment. I was educated as a physical therapist and as an occupational therapist, which I um, well, I left uh, the healthcare about two years ago. And um, some longer time ago, um, I was involved in the start startup of Wireless Leiden, which is a, a huge uh, citywide network, which is all running on FreeBSD. This uh, mainly was building some kind of a node factory uh, using FreeBSD for the core nodes and uh, all kind of wireless uh, applications. From that, we figured out that it's really fun and uh, enjoyable to um, come together and uh, to play and build up uh, open source uh, and many FreeBSD uh, systems for uh, all kinds of purposes. And this is how we started smaller events, um, kind of hackers coming together and uh, building stuff. Um, this kind of event is something on itself because it's really great to work with other technicians uh, in the same room and being in your free time and later on and as well work. Uh, using free business and operating systems for all kinds of purposes which uh, is needed in community networking. And this mainly is building up web, web servers, uh, mail servers and of course of course, all kinds of uh, routing platforms. So our, our background is mainly uh, wireless Leiden, and from that, uh, a small group started forking, um, coming more together, and from this on, we uh, hired a scouting um, camp, what is um, uh, started two years ago, and then we uh, came together and started playing with all kinds of old hardware, uh, building on new stuff, uh, learning new things about. Uh, Current developments on FreeBC, and then we called it the Wireless Community Camp. And last year we discovered we were big, much bigger than only wireless, so we started to call it Open Community Camp for our kind of people to come together for one week in Utrecht uh, in the Netherlands, and um, well, to have one week fun um, and uh, in-depth uh, knowledge of uh, mainly FreeBC, but as well OpenBC and. Uh, some Linuxes like uh, Debian or um, Gentoo. And so when is Open Community Camp happening this year? Well, this year, uh, we're just at the end of uh, 2007, so it will be next year. And it will be from 10 to uh, 17th of August, so in late summer. When you call it a camp, is this actually people outside camping, or is this held in a hotel or a conference center? Uh, no, it will be outside camping. Um, we have a small building having uh, two rooms or uh, classrooms where we can um, have uh, lectures and meetings and uh, work together. Uh, there will be a big army tent, uh, one or two outside, where uh, people can hang out or um, bring the hardware in, and we can eat and uh, cook together. And sleeping will be in your own tent, or if you come from abroad, we can, we can arrange a tent, of course. So, yeah, they'll be just uh, really camping. And do you have a sense of the general topics that you would be covering at the upcoming camp? Um, well, we are building up the program um, right now. And um, the things I've got on my list are just, well, if you're a FreeBC user you or a BC user, there are always more things you want to learn. And um, for especially the BSD part, it will be uh, playing with uh, CFS, we'll be playing with... Um, Open OSPF. It will be, uh, I think, about something about lag, which is new in in current FreeBSD, and um, all, all kind of new features. And we just come together and, and try to test them and to uh, become familiar with them, so we can use them in our uh, profits and um, in in our uh, work environment. Because normally at work we have to work and 
then there's not much time for uh, really finding things out. And in this uh, week, it's really possible to come with Peter to, together and to learn all these new uh, features. And the program will be brought up slowly, uh, since we have speakers. Um, there will be uh, a wireless uh, program, of course, uh, like uh, hands-on building antennas, uh, doing the routing stuff, um, and building uh, small embedded boxes. When the program is there, you can just follow our programs at, uh, at our website. Uh, that will be on um, opencommunitycamp.org. So that, that will be um, we up in, in coming half year. And then we have um, another way of organizing that is not really called a program, but we mainly start the day just asking people what, what do you want to learn today? And we uh, try to figure out what is really uh, wanted stuff. And then we put these people together and try to find someone with them to guide them through the most common steps. So part of it is a dynamic program. And so this is geared for both experts and people who are new to FreeBSD and networking? Uh, well, if you're really new, new to FreeBSD, it might be a bit too, too hard to, to really step in. If it's the first time you are, have installed it and you're just um, reading all the handbook, it might be kind of difficult, but there's, there is some place for it, but it, it's not the focus for, for the people we are, we are doing it for. So I, I really love to have... Um, Professionals who are um, who know how to deal, to upgrade, to build kernels, that kind of stuff. If you know that and you come along, it's um, it's a good point to start. But of course, if you are with uh, four or five new people, you can really learn a lot in this week. But it's not our main focus. And how much does it cost to attend? Actually, with that cheap. If you register right now, it will be 75 euros, and if you come at uh, at the camp, it will be uh, no more than 100, 100 euros. The way we build it up is just to, to have it low cost and um, low risk as well. And that covers the lectures and the camping site. What about meals? We try to cook, and it, then it will be included. Uh, that will be uh, just uh, meals during the day, having dinner uh, for uh, a basic meal. So if you want to go uh, for more luxury, you, you have to find out uh, something else or to cook for yourself. But uh, last few years, we just uh, cooked with the people who only started cooking, and people joined in, and then, say, uh, an hour or two, uh, one hour or two later, we have, uh, you have a meal uh, that's, built, that's made for, for all the people who are there. And uh, the same thing we do with uh, lunches and, uh, and breakfast. And are you um, looking for, for volunteers or sponsors or any particular hardware? Well, the getting the hardware is, is, is kind, of, uh, kind of easy part. We are looking for um, uh, some network equipment, mainly uh, switches. We, we build ourselves the, the routers, of, of course. And it's more that um, I, I would really like to, um, to have more people coming in who really know uh, a lot and want to improve their drone skills. So it's really a kind of do-it-yourself, uh, organize-it-yourself camp. So it's, we don't have many needs. We uh, really want not a lot of people, but more uh, people who really want to know what, what they want, to, where, where they come come for, and and they know how how to get it. And it's really something like one of the first questions as well. Um, you're here now. What would you would you like to learn, and how how would you like to learn it, and uh, what are the things you can teach to other people? And how many people have traditionally attended in the past? 
uh, in the first year we had about 50 people and last year we had totally we had about 40 people so it's really not big but it's um, what we call um, uh, high impact and um, a lot of knowledge and you mentioned it once before but could you just let people know the website where they can find out more information again yeah um, it's on opencommunitycamp.org and it's organized by uh, the Wifersoft.org Foundation. They both have the have the same domains, but you can browse from the one to the other. They have their links. And are you able to pay online? Um, no, not yet. But if you come from abroad, you can just pay at the camp. We can just you, you only have to send an email, then we know that you're coming. And if you confirm for people from abroad, it's it's uh, kind of difficult to pay online, and we're not being uh, that harsh on that. All right, well, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. Okay. Well, thank you for um, being interested. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 137.